I V M. Fashion for most people is style, but for this man, fashion is his passion. That's exactly why he looks at every human as a canvas, and hence the brand human. We've got Pranav Mishra here with me. Hi, Pranav. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, "Do What Floats Your Boat" podcast. It's uh, powered by Boat and uh, IVM. To begin with, how do you spell human? It's spelled H-U-E-M-N. Okay. <laughs> how did you get around that spelling? There, there's a little story. So when we started the brand, mm-hmm. I think it was the first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had just registered our company, and Shyama and I were taking a auto from our little office in Shahpur Jhat in Delhi. Mm-hmm. So like, what should the name be? So we figured it has to be something simple and something around human beings because that's the space which I personally like. Mm. I like to feel like I'm a storyteller. Okay. Uh, never identify myself a designer or anything else. Mm. So like I want to do something in the space of people. Mm. So organically, just in a matter of time, you know, it, I said it should be human. Mm. And then Shama something really cool. She's like, you know, how vibrant we all are mm. and how diverse we all are, mm. just like colors. Oh, the hue, you know. H-U-E. So it it was just like you know we were just playing around wordplay in the auto ride home, and then was like we just like gave fist bump. It's like oh we got our name, you know. See, sir, I wasn't wrong. I started spelling it wrong, but even you guys somewhere started there and yeah. eventually yeah, arrived yeah, yeah, at yeah, this. Yeah. And you've done incredibly well for yourself. And uh, we're talking about uh, people sort of trailblazing and changing the game. Where are you on that? How much of the game has changed since human sort of coming onto the fashion scene? So much, you know. Uh, I think it's become the fashion space in India right now is so exciting, mm. uh, it's so vibrant. Mm. It's taken a long course to actually for the industry to come till here. Because mm. I remember when we had started out, there was a lot of curiosity and attention around Indian homegrown brands which want to do something in the space. You want to make something which can. Uh, which is equally relevant no matter where you come from india mm. japan america that's mm. the kind of space that i wanted to create my brand around mm. um so definitely there was there were editorials talking about that space there were mm. you know you, people were picking on that subject mm. and identifying artists who were in that space mm. but there was no market around it Mm. And now when I see today in 2022, it's a huge market that we're sitting on, you know. So it's mm. taken a long time. Mm. But uh, currently, it's a very exciting, dynamic and uh, progressive space. So Pranav, you're from Delhi. You live in Delhi. Currently, yes. But I'm originally from Lucknow. Lucknow, yeah. So Delhi, for example, most of the designers that I know, they straight go for the money and the easiest business, which is weddings. Yeah. Why didn't you choose to make kurta, pajama, lehenga, sari? That's a very, very interesting question. But, yeah. uh, you know, um, throughout my life, fortunately, I've always been around artists who've encouraged me to be in a space where you create value. Mm. Now, money is sort of, you know... Byproduct? I would say it's a measurable value. Mm. But there are different other values that one individual can create which you don't pay enough attention to. Mm. Which if you pay enough attention to early on, mm. they give you very big and good returns over a period of time. Right. Uh, brand value is one of those. Right. Where how are you planning to position your brand? What is the soul of the brand? Mm. What's the problem that you've identified in your community mm. that you're trying to solve with your brand? Mm. Money will come. Mm. As an artist, you know, if you believe in your product and if you're invested wholeheartedly into it, Mm. Money is going to come. It's going to take a while. Yeah, I've been invested uh, for a while, made no money, man. 
<laughs> yeah. So I've always been encouraged by you know my friends and family yeah. to just keep pushing that boundary. Like, are you leaving an impact with your work right. around people? Right. Once you get that connect, mm. then it's a free flow from there. So it's interesting. You spoke about making a difference. You speak about you know giving back to the community at large and doing something that makes a difference. Right. What are the problems that you've managed to solve as human, or what are the problems that you identified? I don't look at it from that view. Okay. The way I look at it is that I've learned a lot through human. Mm-hmm. You know, people now say that you know you've crafted human and Shamana, you have you know invested your time and made what human. I don't look at it from that lens. Okay. The way I look at it that as an artist, I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Very selfish in that front. Mm-hmm. And the way I see me growing is only when I'm uh, surrounded by the right set of people, mm-hmm. the right set of artists. Mm-hmm. even in the community human i feel like since the beginning has always been a reflection of its society mm. so i'm desperate to throw myself into situations into areas where i get to learn mm. and human is just sort of a screen where you see how we as artists feel mm. and we are just trying to convey our viewpoint through that medium mm. what impact it's making is something beyond measure i see if a college kid is looking at our imagery or our clothes and is inspired even one human being is inspired in uh, you know uh, even a remote fashion yeah to contribute in this space or any other creative space i think my job is done you know it's beautiful you mentioned that do you know of a story or do you know of a moment where you had this college kid walk up and say i don't know i saw a t-shirt of yours and abcd happened to me you know we had done a show and um, yeah. it it was basically we had you know taken all the you know extra fabrics and leftovers from a community of our designers and we wanted to create a space and create a dialogue around over production mm. and uh, the sustainable space we wanted to create a dialogue mm. so we did a show and you know we had a presentation and after the presentation i remember this uh, girl had walked up to me and she was like can i hug you mm. so i was like yeah you know i feel very delighted when by that human embrace and then she had tears in her eyes and she was like and she was a college kid then she was like I was deeply moved by this presentation. Mm. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Oh, I thought she saw the price tag of your t-shirts. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's expensive. <laughs> Can't do this. Sorry. Yeah. So mm. I think that was very delightful. Right. And similarly, you know, people people write to me. People write to me emails. People write handwritten notes to me. Saying uh, what? Just the way they feel about you know the work that we are doing. Mm. Whether it's my poetry or whether it's the work that we do at Human. Mm. There's always been a connection with people that i'm excited about mm. so the return is also i get really excited about if somebody gets moved by what you know wherever we've tried to move a needle mm. if i made that connection i feel very happy and that's amazing right because in every sense of the word you truly are an artist i was reading up about you and i figured your love for poetry and how it kind of kicked off in 2020 but the story of how you got to poetry is very fascinating was it a kid in your class who was writing something about cricket yeah what is that story yeah yeah so it all started from that i'm very competitive by nature okay and i remember i was in 8th grade mm. so this guy you know one day he just wrote a poem on cricket what is his name ashish singh 3 there were three ashishes okay. okay so if he would be listening to this you know you know the ashish singh 3 we had identified okay so now this guy had written a poem on cricket mm. and uh, all of a sudden there was immense attention that you know he got and do you remember were, any of the lines of that no, poetry no, no, nothing no. so you know i got i was like wow mm. and my father was a poet 
Right. So, and uh, I had a big command on, you know, Hindi language, mm. uh, which is my first language. So, you know, that just moved me, you know, it just poked me to do something in that space. So I, mm. I reached home and, you know, I just took a pen and paper and I wrote my first poem. Yeah. So I put it down and eventually I went went to my class and, and I recited that and people liked it. And then that motivated me to do more. And Lovely. then eventually my teachers encouraged me. Lovely. But in the true sense, I found poetry much later. It's a space, any art form is a space where it's, you have to keep evolving. Mm. You look back one year back what you've done and it doesn't make sense. Mm. You know? Mm. That's interesting because it looks like you, you know, A, grew up in a beautiful city like Lucknow and uh, you had such a good ecosystem around you. How important is it for teachers, parents, friends to just encourage someone to go out there and do what floats their boat? The most important thing, I think, you know, right. I think you've just summed up this statement only does not need any explanation. Mm. It's so important. The foundation of a child is so important. Mm. And the most important part of that foundation is for somebody to have that belief in what the child believes in. Mm. You know, it might be the most silliest idea, but there needs to be one anchor in your life who wholeheartedly feels that, you know, whatever you think is right. Mm. Just that human trust is such a strong emotion in any relationship, mm. in any equation, friendship. Mm. The moment you feel like this, someone is blindly trusting you. Mm. Human beings are built in that manner that you feel like you don't want to break their trust. Yeah. If you just know that that person is blindly trusting you. Yeah. My father was one of that figure. Lovely. You know, who's uh, no matter how I felt, how I thought... Whether I'm performing, he, he didn't care about numbers. He didn't care about whether I'm coming, you know, first in my class or whatever. He's like, this all does not matter. My mother would get very angry mm. if my numbers are moving here. And then my father was like, this does not matter in life. Even if you don't go to school, it does not matter. Wow. What's most important is that we are sitting in land of people. If you have gained even one person's true love, mm. that person's going to be your team. Wow. And that's the only way you can make a difference in your society. Yeah. So it's not about what you give. Yeah. That giving will come eventually when yeah. you understand people. So first understand and wholeheartedly understand people yeah. and also understand that people are very different. So you Lovely. have to keep exposing yourself from time to time to different sets of ideas and you have to be like a sponge. You yeah. can't have a rigid point of view that you know. No, and, and it's beautiful, right? Because you're talking about your dad in what year? We're talking about... 80s? 70s? Yeah, I'm born in 84. So my growing up years was 90s, you know. 90s. And what a forward thinking person. Was he yeah, a poet yeah. full time? He wasn't a poet full time. He's a government servant. But uh, he was, uh, I unfortunately lost him in 2018 due to cancer. Right. Uh, but he was an insane person. No, I'm not just saying it because he's my dad. Yeah. But I feel like he went too soon and a lot of people needed to, I'm just a reflection of, you know, like a remote reflection of what he was. Lovely. And he was an insanely beautiful man. Nah, but I think a lot of people come in, do their job, touch lives, change lives. And when they've done their part, yeah. they leave and then they just let people like you inspire another generation. I want to understand human, right? Like, let's just kind of finish this journey and then I want to get back to your poetry. Do you remember starting this? Do you remember what was it like to acquire your first customer? Yeah, yeah. I remember who it was. It was one of our friends. And uh, yeah, it took us a long time to, you know, to get our first customer. From the first to the hundred, did you believe you would sell a hundred t-shirts or a hundred trousers or a hundred, I don't know, basically apparel? Did you think you'd sell a hundred? 
I have uh, had my eyes on thousands. Okay. You know, currently we sell our products in thousands. Right. And I feel very happy about the fact that how the core team at Human, you know, organically has reached till here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's been a journey, you know. No, and, and I love it, right? The reason I ask you this question about the first one and the journey of getting to a hundred is because a lot of people just don't want to take that step, man. Yeah. It's that fear to say, what if I just fail? And here you are, you had a different job before this? No. So you always believed in this? Yeah. So I was an assistant to one of our very cool Indian designers, Abhishek okay. Gupta yeah. and Anita Basu. And they had a collective label called Phytocog. Lovely. They're the only bosses that I had after college. Did you leave in good terms or were you a yeah, Phytocog? Yeah. Okay, you weren't. Okay, good. No, no, no. Because again, goes back to my foundation, you know, uh, right. he was a strict boss. Yeah. But I'm so grateful for how strict he was. Because that was the foundation of me you know, as a designer. We had to do late nights. And that time it would not make sense. I would feel like I would want to leave the job and I want to call up. I used to call up my dad. I'm like, this is not working for me, you know. And then he would tell me that, you know, this is your growing stage. Yeah. You need to stick by because where else are you going to learn how hard it is to actually set up your thing? That's true. You've got to stick it a, out. And he is a dear friend. That's good. So, so the reason I'm asking about your first to your first hundred is, like I said, a lot of people wouldn't even want to take that step, but you decided to do it. You decided to do that and actually set sail. What drove you to do that? I'll tell you something very uh, funny, the story. So we started our brand as a store, right? Mm, so mm. every time we failed a lot in our career <laughs> of 10 years, we started our, you know, brand with a store. Okay. Uh, borrowed money, put, uh, you know, made a store in Hoska's village. Mm. Who gave you this money? You know, one of our... Friends, family. The same guy who bought the first t-shirt? No, 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 no. Okay, this is a different guy. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, we started that store and eventually what happened was some accident happened in village and, you know, it caught fire. So, through nine months, that store was in the middle of two constructing walls. Ah. So, for nine months, I sold one shirt from that store. Wow. For nine months. And every day we would go to that store fully excited you know, that today we're going to, uh, you know, have a ball and we're going to make sales. And again, in the evening, we would come back uh, feeling like, okay, there's going to be a day tomorrow. For nine months, we did that. Yeah. And eventually, right, I think around the ninth month, I remember my friend had called me late at night mm. at 11 p.m. or something mm. that he had an event to go to. Mm. And he liked my design. So like, do you have something? I was like, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, <laughs> like, uh, would your shop be open? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Right now, in fact, you're talking, we're, we're at the shop. And I wasn't at the shop. <laughs> So I took my keys, I went to the store, I made my first sale. Yeah. So these are the learning lessons, you know. Then we had to shut the shop. Was it a door like this or was it a door like this? No, no, it was a door like this. It was a glass, beautiful was a glass door. door. Okay. Uh, aesthetically very pleasing store. Right. Again, coming back to the plug. Yeah. The, the first lesson I got from that failure was that brand is so important. Yeah. You know, make a brand which people look for, which people call other people to, you know, find an address yeah. for. Yeah. And that is when we started, you know, we took a retour of an, another direction and started chasing the brand that we wanted to make. That's uh, fascinating because, you know, when I look at a lot of fashion brands, they're constantly evolving, right? Like I was recently in uh, Thailand and uh, Virgil Abor's final yeah. collection that he designed was coming out with Louis Vuitton. And the amount of fanfare around it and the fact that this man was so young and he revolutionized stuff. What I want to understand is, are you competing with a market or are you creating a market? I think we've definitely identified a market. 
you know, creative entrepreneurship is about at one hand, you have to identify what the audience wants. Mm. 30% of your work goes there. Mm. And 70% is always educating the audience to buy into your idea. Mm. That, you know, you have something to offer which is not there. Right. But I feel like this is the future. And it goes hand in hand. You cannot be too arrogant about your, you know, what you're thinking because you're not just an artist. You're an entrepreneur. Mm. You have a lot of people in your team that are solely depending on your leadership. Yeah. So you have to figure out a space where there is, you know, money involved and economy involved. And eventually at the other end, uh, your brand and your soul is involved. He said, in your life, you'll have to do a lot of things which will make you money, mm. which you don't like to do. Mm. But eventually you can use that money to do the things that you like to do. Mm. And creative entrepreneurship is a space, you know, 70-30 that. That yeah. you have to understand what the market needs, but at the same time, you have to keep pushing your idea. Yeah. So that people buy into your idea and your dream. These nine months where you sold one t-shirt, you could have made a child in that period. <laughs> we did. In those same we nine did. months? Human was born in those nine months, you know. <laughs> ah, nice. Are we talking about H-U-M-A-N? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no. Okay, great. I so, would need another human being <laughs> to be able to do that. So you made this, now you made this thing in nine months. How did you manage, man, for nine months? Did you ever lose hope? Never. And go like, ah, f*** this. Why am I doing this? No, I've I can never. go back to fight a cock. Yeah, no, no, never, never. Hope is very important, but it's dangerous and also. It's, and it's a grilling process, you it know. Is. Uh, when you start out, because when starting out, everybody has dreams. Hmm. You meet somebody in their teenage, and everybody wants to conquer the world. Hmm. And people often think that talent is what makes you conquer the world, or talent is what you know takes you ahead. Distance. But hmm. talent is like a fraction of what is required. Even if you're the most talentless person, I feel like I'm not talented at all. Hmm. But one thing that I 100% know about me that I'm honest at what I do and I'm very hardworking. Hmm. Uh, and one thing I also have the skill that I've identified about myself hmm. is that I identify great artists. Hmm. And I'm like, you know, like a sponge. I'm I'll keep calling them. I'm uh, infamous or famous around my circle that I don't see time to get on the phone. When I get an idea, I'll call up my agency. And now we have a rapper that Pranav just works day and night. He knows everything about my team. I don't have work-life balance. I don't understand. Lovely. So I'm like, if you have something to human-related, you can just ring me up. I'll be available. Okay. That's cool. Because, you know, you've, in this process, you've ended up working with so many kinds of people and you spoke about collaborating with different artists. You also did a collaboration with both of them, right? Yeah. Oh, how yeah. did that go? A wonderful uh, collaboration. Right. Yeah, so we, we did a show together mm. um, and I love both products. Yeah. And I think we are also in first generation, you know, business. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's literally you. both has come out of the last seven, eight years and, come, you know, come become a phenomenon. Yeah, fascinating. I was reading up about it yesterday and I figured that the first product they actually made was not even a speaker. It was a charging cable. Yeah. Oh, wow. For 1,500 bucks on Amazon and they sold out. They made so much money that they started making speakers. And I'm like, that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I like this. I like the space where both the brands are trying to connect people. And when I look at boats, you know, communications and marketing or the space that they are interested in Mm. is also, uh, you know, a 
the younger generation what are what are they interested in mm. are we entering that space mm. are we are we making an impact around the younger you know the culture that the younger generation is forming mm. uh, they are so interested in the street space mm. where we are a part of mm. so it comes from a curiosity to be a part of a community rather than just a sales pitch yeah. and that is how brands are built but how do you keep in touch because now for example you live in delhi we're talking about street culture and i don't know if delhi is a great uh, place for that unlike say mumbai how do you still stay kind of relevant creative how do you do that i think over the past 10 years when from the time that we had started out mm. to we are sitting in 2022 mm. where 2012 was our first show mm. and one should look at all the you know brands and people the human has rubbed shoulders with mm. brands come brands go mm. but it's the hardest challenge for a brand is to stay relevant mm. and to stick with the times correct and the only way you stay with the times is when you're ahead of your times or you even curious about creating something which is to be in tomorrow right which people are going to be interested tomorrow right and i feel like in the past 10 years humans never gone out of that conversation street is the conversation today mm. so human is a part of that conversation today we started with the, you know people have written uh, about us that human is i remember uh, you know the top androgynous labels of our times mm. or the top sports lux labels of our times or mm. tailored clothing there's always been human involved mm. because fashion is about change mm. so you have to keep reinventing yourself and at the brand Mm. and that is why finding the core of the brand is mm. very important and we are storytellers mm. so that is the crux of the brand you know if... this is all a facade main kurta pajama pehen ke poetry padhta hu main t-shirt pehen kar ke gym jata hu to aap mujhe kapde dekh kar ke aap mujhe kaise club kar sakte ho ki pranav ye main wohi keh raha tha clothes don't make it a man is that yeah, not exactly. a saying exactly. they keep arguing with me saying no it's manners don't make it a man it is clothes <laughs> you know what school did you go to yeah, yeah clothes so don't make kapde, it the man and yeah. for me also i am a fashion entrepreneur but kapde importance nahi rakhte mere liye in mm. fact most of the human campaigns that we've done mere mm. friends and community mein mazake ki kapde kahan hai <laughs> so i'm like kapde mein main interested in you main logo mein interested hu i like people i like skin i like the way their bodies move i like the way they smile i like the way they think mm. and mera naam hi brand ka human hai सो hmm. so, कपड़े तो एक तरह से बस आपका रिफ्लेक्शन होना चाहिए कि आप इंसान कैसे हो और hmm. इंसान यूनिडायमेंशनल नहीं होता है जैसे मैं पोइट्री लिखता हूँ तो ऐसा नहीं है कि मैं यू you नो know, अपने रोमांटिसाइज कर रहा हूँ पास को और हमेशा बैठ करके मैं यू you नो know, खिड़की के बाहर देख करके पोइट्री लिख रहा हूँ आई एम कमिंग द मेस्ट सीलियस जोक्स यू नो आई एम यूजिंग कर्स वर्ड्स आई एम लिसनिंग टू रैप आई हैड अ होल मेटल डे यू नो मेटल फेज इन बैंगलोर वैन आई वॉज स्टार्टिंग आई वॉज द लीड वोकलिस्ट ऑफ माई मेटल बैंड मुझे तो मुझे ऐसा हम श्यामा और मुझे दोनों को है कि यू नो हमें अनकंफर्टेबल होता है जहाँ पे कोई बॉक्स कर देता ना कि ये ऐसा है हम लाइक श्यामा वी नीड टू गेट आउट ऑफ हियर सो स्ट्रीट इज समिंग 
how we want to communicate that's our art form so you also had a series of uh, human clothes and apparel uh, with with charles uh, bukowski and uh, in conversation you were telling me that you really liked him as well because he was german yeah. moved to america yeah. and made such a huge difference there culturally is he one of your heroes he's yeah definitely he's one of my heroes in more uh, ways than one uh, he actually in 2014 That's also a very interesting story. I met this girl in one of my Bangalore trips. Yeah, it was 2013 end. Okay, and we went on a date, and and eventually she gave me this book. That was the first book, and I was not a reader. I would would not take interest in reading. Okay, I'm very arrogant back then. And on the first date, she gifted you a book. Yeah. Okay, so so you go out on this date with this lovely lady, and and then it was a beautiful time, and then she gave me this. You know, I'm reading this artist these days. You should read. You'll really like. So you liked Charles Bukowski. You met this girl, and I think it did change a massive part of your life because eventually you made a collection uh, featuring did, him. We did. How did you manage to do that? How did that happen? So I read. I think around you know I started reading his work mm. because it was dynamic and it was explosive. Mm. Uh, you know, bam, 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 bam. Just the way he writes. Mm. I read many of his books. So I think around twenty-five, thirty books I've read of Bukowski. Wow! Uh, and then I told Shama, I was like, you know, I feel like you know we should have because as artists, human is a reflection of who we are. Right. This guy has had so much change inside me. Yeah. Uh, and we, I want to communicate that. Yeah. So me, Shama also read some of his work, and then she also, you know, liked the idea. Yeah. And then, long story short, I looked at one of one of his portraits I found online. Okay. Bukowski's. and i was like this is who bukowski is mm. that i've identified through his work mm. and i want to use this portrait mm. so ab mujhe lag raha hai 89 ya 90 mein jab wo portrait khincha gaya tha ki jisne khincha hoga wo bhi kahan bukowski bhi nahi hai wo bhi kahan hoga so mujhe pata chala you know mark hanover is this guy who had shot wow. uska website tha email address tha i wrote to him that you know i've just started out and we cannot pay you for the portrait but we would definitely you know give you a few products against this but i would love to use this and i request your permission and the next day he wrote to me that you know people have stolen this portrait left right and center and is the most famous portrait of bukowski yeah and he's like i i love that you're requesting my you know your permission my permission yeah so he just gave me the rights to that portrait what a nice uh, man yeah You know, it's amazing, right? Because you go out there to a mall today, and there are hundreds of brands, and people like to look good. I believe that every human being, in a tiny way, is a little bit of a narcissist. We want to look nice, whether it's admiring ourselves in front of a mirror or the way we look, our appearance. How do you match up with a brand like Zara, H and M? You know, kids just walk in, pick T-shirts, pick a jeans, walk out of there. How do you match up with that? So the idea is not to compete with fashion brands in general. The mm. idea is to create a community around how different we are as human beings, mm. how diverse we are, mm. and to actually be able to connect with people. Mm. Clothes is just the medium, and very honestly, however I feel or we feel at human, we are putting it out there. Okay. So, अगर मैं कंपीट करने लगूँ कि इसकी टीशर्ट बड़ी अच्छी है तो माई एजेंडा विल बी टू हाउ टू मेक अ बेटर टी शर्ट और अ बेटर जैकेट दैन दैट ब्रांड वो एजेंडा ही नहीं है इफ मगर मैं कंपीट करने लगूँ कि मुझे अपने सबसे टॉक्ड अबाउट फैशन शो क्रिएट करना है तो माई एजेंडा इज डिफरेंट फिर आई एम नॉट एक्चुअली टेलिंग यू हुआ अगर मैं ये बोलूँ कि यू गाइज आर एसेंशली पीस ऑफ आर्ट एंड यूर बिल्डिंग अ कम्युनिटी थ्रू Maybe apparel for now, but this could change. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, 
That's lovely. Yeah, it's not a rigid space. No? It's not a rigid space. And coming back to competing with brands, the idea is not to, you know, make people look good. The idea no? is for them, when they wear human, to feel, to good. feel good. Again, sustainability ke around itna dialogue hota hai, mm. fashion industry mein. Mm. And I'm making t-shirts. But mm. there has not been a one product that I've made in the past 10 years of human. Just mm. mein humne kahani nahi dali ho. So you read a book from the library, I'm giving you a product, you've put it in your wardrobe. Whenever you get up, there's a story behind it. It's not just a t-shirt. T-shirt is a by-product. Yeah. T-shirt is not selling. I'm not selling a jacket. I'm giving you a story. I'm listening to my story. Now you consume it in a book, listen to it in a podcast. You can music library, you can see how you get my story. Lovely. So every time I see someone wearing a human t-shirt. There's always a story. I'm actually seeing a piece of art moving around. A story. A story. Yeah. Wow, man. I'm not to say that if that's art or not. You will know whether it's art or not. That's why I call it art. Yeah, exactly. Because if it makes you feel, it's art. If it doesn't make you feel, it's not art. But definitely it's a story. You know, you should always as artists get out of your comfort zone and put your, throw yourself into situations which are uncomfortable. Right. Because that's the only way you're going to evolve, you know. Lovely. I love it. I love it. I'm so enjoying this conversation because you've got the brand and the reason and the vision behind the brand so at the heart of this entire conversation. Now, there are so many young fashion designers, entrepreneurs, Artists who are going to be tuning in and listening to this, what would your advice to them be? I, I don't know if I'm qualified to give advice. Yeah. But uh, I can only say, you know, from my point of view, that I have grown only with people, you know, and I keep saying it and I'm very grateful that, you know, that people have taught me so much or mm. the society has taught me so much. Mm. Earlier on, I think when we started out or when I started out, there is when you're a child or when you're growing up mm. and when you're artistic, it mm. starts with an emotion of arrogance. You feel like you're very good and you feel like you're very cool. Mm. But uh, entrepreneurship is a space. Just I have written in my career. I wrote it in my Entrepreneurship is a space that teaches you to connect your hands. And not to connect your hands, but to connect your hands. And to is a gesture where you start respecting people. Mm. Because you are a nobody. Yeah. And you know, if you give yourself too much importance, that I'm very intelligent, I'm very creative, hmm. you hmm. You will need a team, you will need a community, you will need people to understand who you are. Lovely. And then buy into your idea and then you're working on one of you have to say that you don't 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 have अगर लोगों को नहीं लग रहा है तो वो यू नो आफ्टर पीरियड ऑफ टाइम लोग वॉल्यूम बंद कर देंगे अब सुनेंगे भी नहीं या द पर्पस इज लॉस्ट एंड नाउ टू यू नो बैक टू पोएट्री बिकॉज़ यू हैव क्लियरली लिव्ड अ लाइफ व्हिच इज क्वाइट पोएटिक मैन आई मीन यू हैव बीन थ्रू अप्स एंड डाउन्स एंड इट ऑल काइंड ऑफ राइम्स एंड सिंग्स एंड सिट्स इन अ रिदम टुगेदर हैव यू रिटन समथिंग दैट यू वुड लाइक टू शेयर विद अस इट कुड बी समथिंग दैट मोटिवेट्स पीपल लिसनिंग टू अस इंस्पायर्स पीपल लिसनिंग टू अस <laughs> you know, this is like against the wall. I, okay, I what poetry do you remember? Do you remember a poetry of yours? एक छोटा सा you know one line I keep जब भी कोई मुझे ऐसे बोलता है ना तो एक छोटा सा मैंने part of one of my podcasts कभी-कभी सोचता हूँ कि उन दो बाहों के सिवा जिनमें ख्वाब एक उम्मीद थोड़ा सा जिस्म एक मोहब्बत और एक दिल समा जाए उससे ज़्यादा कीमती और नायाब क्या हो सकता है कि again a person the idea of a person कि जिसके साथ आप मोहब्बत कर पाओ जिसके साथ आप बैठ पाओ यू नो आप चीजें शेयर कर पाओ उससे ज्यादा 
वैल्यूएबल चीज तो कुछ भी नहीं है basically this man is human thank you so much pranav this has been a great conversation uh, for more of these conversations follow me on instagram follow boat my handle is danish said and what's yours pranav kirti no talk about human what oh. is human sir <laughs> kidding no That's pranav kirti and the underscore human underscore human yeah yeah that's about it underscore a human but never like write off a human I never write off this human thank you very thank much thank you danish pranav. it was lovely talking to you likewise thank you